This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zelma on Insurance. Today we're going to explain why courts do not make different contracts from the contracts made by an insurance company and its insured, and also why the notice prejudice rule does not apply to a claims made and reported policy. The Kentucky Supreme Court was asked to determine if the claims made and reported management liability policy Allied World Specialty Insurance Company issued to Kentucky State University provided coverage because KSU did not comply with the policy's notice provisions. The trial court applied the notice prejudice rule and the Court of Appeal reversed and the case was brought to the Kentucky Supreme Court in a case called Kentucky State University versus Allied World, a June 15, 2023 decision of the Supreme Court of Kentucky. The policy that KSU purchased from Allied World was for the period from July 1, 2014 to July 1, 2015. The policy allows claims made against KSU within the policy period to be reported to Allied World up to 90 days after the end of the policy period. The policy expired on July 1, 2015, and the 90-day extended reporting period ended on September 29, 2015. During the policy period, two professors submitted notices of charges of discrimination to the United States Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, and the Kentucky Commission on Human Rights, related to their employment at KSU. KSU received written notice of the EEOC charges on June 23, 2015, on September 2, 2015, the professors brought employment-related claims against KSU in Franklin Circuit Court, the substance of which would be covered under the policy. On October 2, 2015, three days after the extended reporting period expired, and months after they had notice of the claims, KSU notified Allied World, who denied coverage. KSU eventually sued Allied World on, and both moved for summary judgment. The circuit court granted summary judgment in favor of KSU applying the notice prejudice rule. Allied World appealed and the court of appeal disagreed with the trial court and held that the terms of the policy were clear about the extended reporting period. The Court of Appeals determined, therefore, that the notice prejudice rule did not apply to the policy in this case. The Supreme Court, analyzing both the facts and the law, found that the primary issue before it was whether the Circuit Court properly interpreted the notice provisions within the claims made and reported insurance policy issued by Allied World to KSU and then, based upon that interpretation, correctly assess the role, if any, that the notice prejudice rule played in this case. In the absence of ambiguity, the Supreme Court noted, a written instrument will be enforced strictly according to its terms, 
and a court will interpret the contract's terms by assigning language its ordinary meaning and without resort to extrinsic evidence. The policy provisions, which explain the insurer's coverage obligations in relation to the insurer's reporting obligations, and which present the notice requirements, are found in three clauses, all of which require notice no later than 90 days after the end of the policy period. Furthermore, with regard to reporting beyond the policy period, the policy also provided KSU the right to purchase a discovery period after the expiration of the policy. KSU did not purchase that extended discovery period coverage. The policy expressly informed KSU that a condition of coverage, a condition precedent, was giving written notice of a claim as soon as practicable. That is, when they first learned of the loss, but in no event was such notice of any claim to be provided to Allied World later than 90 days after the end of the policy period. Since KSU did not purchase discovery period coverage, so that reporting period did not extend beyond the 90-day reporting period, the policy clearly defined when notice was due and the consequences KSU faced if notice is late. The policy unambiguously informed KSU that if the notice provisions were not met, Allied World had no obligation to KSU under the policy. Unlike the circuit court, the Supreme Court concluded that the policy provisions at issue are unambiguous. Given the plain terms of the contract, their full force and effect does not equate to creating a windfall for the insurer, but simply creates a condition that must be met if an insured like KSU wished coverage. In the absence of any circumstances justifying relief, courts will not, do not, and cannot make contracts different from those that the parties make for themselves, even when forfeiture provisions are harsh. The Supreme Court concluded a claims-made and reported policy provides coverage only for claims made against the insured and reported to the insurer during the life of the policy, regardless of when the underlying incident occurred. Timely notice of a claim is the event that not only triggers coverage, but also defines its scope. An occurrence-based policy is different. The Supreme Court concluded that Allied World was entitled to deny coverage to KSU when KSU did not comply with the notice requirements. In my opinion, the claims made and reported liability insurance policy was designed to avoid long-term liability exposure faced by an occurrence policy and to avoid the insured's ability to extend reporting requirements by use of the notice prejudice rule 
that allowed a late report as long as the insurer was not prejudiced by the delay. In this case, a three-day delay would not probably cause prejudice to the insurer, but it still clearly and unambiguously breached the clear and unambiguous condition preceding to coverage, and therefore the insured lost and will have to pay for its own defense and indemnity. This video was adapted from my blog, Zalma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zalma.com slash blog. You can also subscribe to the blog, and you'll be advised of all new blog postings, usually five, sometimes six a week. And it is free. And you will also gain access to the more than 4,500 blog postings. The videos on YouTube and Rumble.com are also free. And you can subscribe to them and will receive notice of each video as it's issued and access to the hundreds of videos available on YouTube and Rumble.com. And if you like the videos, please click on the like button or the thumbs up button on Rumble, and please tell your friends and colleagues about the blog and the videos, and let them subscribe to the blog and videos as you have enjoyed them. Thank you for your attention.